All right, we're back here on the highway. I had Megan Henry, and you know, hey, look, we can talk to Megan all day about education. Uh, we got some segments uh, from her each week about that, but we also like to talk to Megan about other stuff happening in this world too. Not that education is important; it's it's important. That's what she covers every day. But probably some huge breaking news, at least in Megan's life, happened over the weekend with the debut of uh, Taylor Smith. Taylor Smith. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I, I don't know if Taylor Smith came out with anything. I'm not even sure who that is. But you no, know, Taylor Swift came out with what was it called? Red Taylor's. Yeah. So Taylor Taylor Swift. She's been re-releasing some of her older albums. Uh, okay. Taylor's version. And so this past week, she uh, re-released Red Taylor's version, and it includes some um, additional songs, and then a 10 minute version of her hit song all, all too well. Was that not her version originally? So like, yeah. Like yeah. did the company say do it this way? And she's like, I, I don't know. As you see, I don't know all the, I I'm a big Taylor Swift fan, but I don't know all the ins and outs of her like personal, personal life. I'm just a big listener. Um, but basically some, uh, stuff went on with uh, her former label and so oh, she's okay. releasing um her her songs with her her version so they sound different so they're like a little oh, different okay. um I, I forget all the drama it's i'm not it, it's kind of in the weeds um <laughs> i don't read up on all of that i i listen to taylor swift music but i'm kind of in and out like i'm not a huge like oh man i gotta listen to a new album but i mean some of her songs are on my playlist, so it's not like I'm anti-Taylor Swift by any means. The new version, does it sound more contemporary than the old version? Is it more rock? Is it more pop? Is it more – like, what does that new version sound like compared to the old Red? Yeah, so when when she's been re-releasing her Taylor's version, um, so including Red, it sound, there's more um, guitar. It sounds more, like, oh, okay. acoustic-y. So it sounds actually kind of, like, less poppy. And, and more kind of like going back to her, her roots as um, not really like, I wouldn't say country, but it's just like a lot, a lot more like stripped down, just like, you know, her voice and like the guitar and like the instruments. So okay. it's, it's, I think kind of like more intimate maybe is a, a good word to describe it um, for, for listeners. So we're going away from the, uh, what was the album which she did? Look what you made me do. And oh, yeah, um, that's a reputation. Yeah, because that was more of the pop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was more of the pop one. Yeah, so I hate to say like pop diva. That sounds mean, but <laughs> well, more of like, hey, look at me. I'm a pop star. Here I go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's been re-releasing her albums. Um, and so it's it's hinted. Uh, a lot of fans <laughs> speculate that uh, her album 1989 is going to be the next one that is going to mm. be like re re-released. Uh, I don't think that's been confirmed, but uh, there were some... Uh, Easter eggs, so to speak, in this uh, 10 minute version of All Too Well, the video that accompanies it, which I think we're going to talk about here in a little bit, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so that's speculation is that she's going to continue to re release these albums. And the next one it is believed to be uh, 1989, which is the, you know, Welcome to New York, Blank Space, that album. Is she doing, I mean, she's doing a lot of it, right? I mean, she's pumping out a lot of music recently, right? She has, yeah. I mean, like a year ago during the pandemic, like in the midst of the pandemic, she just, you know, dropped um, Folklore, this album, um, kind of out of nowhere. And then uh, not, not much after that, she dropped another one, uh, Evermore. And so, yeah, she's just been pumping out music 
uh, which is a fan, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, so I yeah. actually oh, yeah. want her to go on tour. I've never seen her perform. So the next time she goes on tour and comes to Columbus or anywhere in Ohio, uh, I don't see why she wanna to come to Columbus, but I plan on going to see her. You know, it, it was funny. I, I interviewed music people on occasion and a lot of, I'm a little older. So the music people I interview are like late thirties, forties and stuff like that. And, and they're having a hard time. Like I, I had this one guy, Stephen Chris Chapman. He's pretty well known in the Christian markets. And he's like, Chris, I got to admit to you. I don't know how this new thing works in terms of like the new way music is distributed and everything. Just out of curiosity. So you're a big Taylor Swift. You're probably listening to it on your favorite streaming, right? Or yes. you're probably not. Yeah, I, I, I use Spotify, so I don't have okay. like actual like CD. I know some of my friends that went out and bought it Friday when the it was it came out. Oh, wow. I listened to it on on just Spotify. Okay, no, it, yeah, it was interesting because his uh, son is in the band Colony House, which is doing well mainstream Christian markets and other stuff. And he's like, you'll never believe they're doing really well, but he's got all these CDs of his son's album. They're like in crates in the garage. It's like everyone's listening to it via Spotify and everything. But that's got to be good. I mean, obviously, it's getting enough listens. I'm sure Taylor Swift is making money off it. I don't think she's going broke by any means. Uh, but, but no, why I'm bringing all that up is saying, it's gotta be nice because it used to be when you put an album, you had to do press, you had to do a bunch of stuff, you had to make a big deal by it. Nobody knows how to go buy it. Now, if you have Spotify, I have YouTube Music, you just wake up one morning and go, "Dang, new Taylor Swift." You have play and everything, which has got to be a lot nicer. And it allows to drop more surprise albums and stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember when I was younger. You know, going to Target, you know, when an album was coming out or knowing it was going to come out and trying to strategically ask my mom to go to the store and hoping she would buy it for me or, you know, bringing my money with me that day. Um, but, yeah, now it's just nice. I can just wake up and just, just play it, you know, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, too, I've seen some albums come out lately where they'll release the, a couple singles, first of all. And mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because you're listening on Spotify anyway. You're listening to singles that are racking up play there, and then you release the rest of the album. So it, it, it's a different world on how that stuff is working out. So um, you like Taylor Swift, so she could probably sing the phone book. You're happy. But were you surprised? Was it better than you thought it would be? I'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Like I said, like I'm, I'm um, a fan of her music, but I don't know like all the ins and outs of her personal, uh, you know, life and her. Uh, so I really I knew she was gonna re-release the album. But I didn't really realize I knew there was some kind of video coming out with it, but I didn't really understand like the um, that one of the songs all too well is gonna be like a ten minute extended version. So that was a very awesome, pleasant surprise. Um, and so the video I thought was really well done. And then the additional usually when she re-releases an album, she, there are some extra songs that um, that come out um, of it. And so there were quite a few. Um, new songs that came out with this as well. So I was um, been very pleasantly uh, you know, surprised and happy with it. I've been playing it a lot uh, while driving around. Well, and she's got the best marketing. I mean, you know, we're part of the USA Today family. I noticed USA Today did a couple stories right away when that new album came out. So that had to help her out. And um, she was on Siren Live over the weekend. And Megan, I've watched Siren Live since I was a kid. They gave her 10 minutes. I mean, she did all too well the 10-minute version, which, 
you, you, you know how it is when you play. Well, not when you and I play songs on TV, but when artists play, they don't usually let them play the ten minute version. So, man, you know Taylor Smith has got some fans in New York and everything. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, I haven't yet watched SNL. I'm a big SNL fan. Um, I haven't seen this week's episode, but I'm really excited to to watch it and see your performance. I actually, it was good. I actually got lost halfway through and I looked at the time going, hey, I'm supposed to talk to Megan. So I, I was about six minutes through the 10 minute song, but it was good. Um, so we got to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. I mean, one of the things about Taylor Swift is, you know, if you date her and, you know, it goes poorly, I guess if, if it's your fault, if it's Taylor's fault, whatever, you know, she's going to talk about you. I mean, she's, she's not sitting here going, well, hey, this is my personal life. This is work life. I don't talk about my personal life at work. I mean, she's going to talk about doing the work. I got to say, and I don't know, I haven't had a pop star write a song about me, but, you know, I don't think this is bad for Jake Gyllenhaal at all, is it? Uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. I mean, it's getting people talking. Uh, you know, they their relationship, uh, the Red album came out in 2012, so their relationship uh, the song All Too Well is about their relationship and their breakup. Um, and it, I, I was reading on Friday when the album uh, got re-released how um, their breakup kind of inspired the Red album. So, I mean, their relationship was almost 10 years ago at this point. Um, and so it's, you know, being thrust back into the spotlight. And so for Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, like his name um, is getting out there um, a lot, whether it's, you know, for, you know, good or bad reasons. Um, so, I mean... People are talking about him at least, uh, but what they're what they're what they're saying, uh, I guess, could be debated if it's you know for the better of, of his career or him in general. Well, I keep hearing there's no like when I worked in PR, they kept saying, "Hey, there's really no bad news. If somebody's writing about you, at least your name's out there." I mean, it's a lot better than people saying, "Who is that guy?" at all. So, in some ways, I really haven't thought about Jake Gyllenhaal in a while. I, I don't even know the last movie he did. I don't think he's been doing movies super recently. Well, nobody has with COVID. But even before COVID, I don't think he was in a big movie super recently. So his name's out there. But then you have the other thing, Alas Morset, um, you ought to know, was about, um, I, I laugh in saying this, um, Full House star Dave Coulier. You know, was it Joey from Full House? I'm, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the uncles, the crazy uncles on, um, or maybe it was Uncle Dave. I don't know. But, um, you know, he was apparently the one that mistreated Alanis Morissette. So you want to know it was about Dave Coyier, which stunned me. I, I don't know. It, it didn't seem like <laughs> Dave Coyier and Alanis Morissette was dating. So you know, I bring that up to say you would think, hey, maybe that would help his career. I'm not sure if I've seen Dave Coulier since then, so I'm not sure if it always helps if somebody's writing a song about you, so I don't know. Are you Okay, you're a big Taylor Swift person. Mm -hmm. When she writes about Jake Gyllenhaal, are you, like, banning Jake Gyllenhaal now because she messed up, you know, with your favorite pop star? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Yeah, kind of similar to what you were saying. I can't even, I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in, and I... I guess uh, I never was like super into him, but uh, but yeah, like I, I remember when she dated like Joe Jonas and you know that relationship. That yeah, that kind of like uh, casts like her exes and like a you know kind of puts like a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> as a Taylor. Okay. Swift. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, because you don't seem to be like an avid craze. You don't have like Taylor Swift, um, you know, posters in your back. You're not yelling, oh, I'm a Taylor Swifty or whatever. I mean, you seem pretty, your head screwed on more straight about this, but still, you're like, hey, I don't know about Joe Jonas. You probably you probably didn't buy any Jonas Brothers albums, and you're probably I, I don't think you're banning Jake Jonah Hall, but you're probably like if I say, Hey, Megan, let's watch a movie, here's a Jake Jonah Hall movie, and here's a you know Tom Hanks movie, you're probably going to Hanks, right? Because of what Jake did to Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's basically like yeah. that. Like I would have totally like boycott, you know, all of Jake Jonah Hall's movies, uh, you know, past that makes you think yeah, if something comes up, right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Taylor Swift, she's a she's a great storyteller. I mean, that's my job is telling stories, but I think she is a fantastic storyteller. She writes most of her lyrics, which is why I like her so much. Uh, so I think that's what she what she does with words is uh, is really beautiful, and um, she just you know expresses her emotions um, out there in words, and a lot of people uh, can just relate to it, you know, with their relationships or you know experiences in life. I think that's why people like her so much is that she is like so raw and honest um, with her, with her thoughts and with her feelings and people really gravitate towards that. Well, I got to imagine too, if you're an up and coming actor or a singer or something, give Taylor a call. That's got to help out a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I was a pop star and I was dating. I mean, I'd be a little nervous because if, if I you know dated Taylor Swift and it didn't go well, there'd be a song about me, but hey, hey it's worth it. I guess. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah, definitely. And, and too, I think people, I, I often hear people criticize Taylor Swift when I tell them I'm a Taylor Swift fan because they're like, well, she only writes about, you know, boys or relationships or ex-boyfriends, but she does have, she does have songs that are not about boys or relationships. Granted, a lot of her songs are about those things, but um, she does write about other things too. So. But if it gets out your emotion, I mean, yeah. you know, what's she supposed to write about, you know? The city council meeting or something. I mean, yeah. you, she's got to be, you know, writing about something to get her going. You know, right? Exactly. It's exactly. different for all of us. You know what I mean? You know, I. Yeah, and and so the exciting thing with with the Red album re-release is that she directed um, a short film with it. And so uh, I watched that, you know, Friday night with some friends uh, on YouTube, and so that uh, was the ten minute version of All Too Well. And so she is at the very end of the video, um, but she's an actress. Uh, portraying her and then an actor portraying, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm -hmm. I think that was just really beautifully done. It really uh, just shows the story and it matches the lyrics really well. And so I think that she did a phenomenal job. And I'm hoping, you know, with some of these other re-releases like 1989, that maybe she'll do another short film. That'd be really exciting. Somebody's got to get to Jake Gyllenhaal. I want to hear what he has to say about that. Yeah. What's his life like or anything. Yeah. I saw, I saw a lot of memes over the weekend on, you know, social media and Twitter, especially that, uh, basically like watch out Jake, Jill <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. or like Jake Gyllenhaal hiding or things like I mean, that. I mean, he had to know it. I mean, that's, you know, when you date someone, there's always, you know, Hey, what if things go weird or something? I mean, he had to know that. I mean, yeah. unless you really thought like he and, um, Taylor were going to get married and live happily ever after, you know, it's a chance you have to take. Yeah, Definitely. I don't think Jake's running around looking for podcasts or TV shows to be on today, but I don't think he's hiding either. I mean, I think he's, you know, it's probably fun. It's been 10 years ago. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know. Do you know what Jake Jungle's status is? I mean, maybe he's married by now. Maybe he's. 
I don't. I kind of want to look it up. I don't know. Bear with, bear with me. I'm gonna look oh, it yeah. Up. Yeah, definitely. Because, hey, you know, and I'm sure if he's married or has a significant, you know, relationship, you could just say, hey, I used to date Taylor Swift. It looks like he is still single, unmarried. Oh, okay. That might be trouble then. <laughs> Like, because if he was single, or, I mean, if he was married or dating, he could say, you know, hey, you know, that happened, but hey, uh, I've got this person now where everything's all good, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I, I forgot that he was in Brokeback Mountain that came out in 2005. Um, that was a big movie. But he also was in a Star Wars movie, uh, Far From Home, that came out in 2019. So oh, okay. He's got, so it looks like he was in this movie that came out this year called The Guilty. That's a crime drama. It's not really my type of movie. So he's been in some other some things in the past, you know. I forgot about Brokeback Back Mountain that he was in that movie. Okay. I'm not a huge big Joan Hall uh, movie aficionado to begin with. The only one that comes to mind was the one uh, that he did with Anne Hathaway, where like um, she had some. Did you see that one? Like she had some debilitating illness or something, and he dealt with that. Like he fell in love with her. And but like she had this illness and she wasn't gonna live for long, but they had this love and other drugs, yes, yes, yes. yes. I yeah. that's the one I mean, I haven't seen Brokeback Mountain, I've heard about it, uh, but that and love and other drugs were the ones I could remember. I mean, obviously, it's done other stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. So, Craig Shop could probably tell you any movie that he's ever been in or wanted to be in or everything else, so. No, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens with old Taylor. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for her when she you know gets married and has kids, and for her to write songs about about that. Like her album "Lover" that came out a couple years ago, I think in 2019, is about her current relationship. Um, and it, it was I liked it because it was a lot of happy songs, and so uh, okay. just write sad, depressing breakup songs, but also happy songs as well. She needs to get, she needs to get some relationships in first, but she's still relatively young. I mean, yeah. she was she's got me aware of thirties probably. I think she's thirty one. Her birthday is in December. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look at well, it. Well, she's got to get some more relationships under her belt because if she goes off and gets married now, yeah, there'll be one great marriage album like you know, you know, falling in love, getting married, the honeymoon. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot of cool songs about all that stuff, and then. Did she start writing the depression song? Like, yeah, I've been married for five years. You know, I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, that's a good point. That definitely will change her her music. 